Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Monday. It is the 5th of June. This is Here First. From IPR News, I'm Michael Leland. The body of one of three men who had been missing after the partial collapse of an apartment building in Davenport last week has been found. A city official confirms Brandon Colvin Sr.'s body was recovered Saturday. He's the first person confirmed to have died in the collapse. Two other men, Ryan Hitchcock and Daniel Prien, are still unaccounted for. The Quad City Times reports Colvin's son, Brandon Colvin Jr., graduated from high school on Saturday. He and other family members had been at the collapse site almost constantly, hoping for a miracle. City officials plan a news conference later this morning to provide updates. Iowa City is poised to make its public buses free to ride, no passes or tickets necessary. IPR Zachary Oren-Smith reports the initiative is wildly popular among some members of the council. While ridership is down 26 percent, Iowa City Transit's public bus program is more or less the same size as it was before the pandemic. In order to pump demand, the city is on the road to removing fares. City Councilor Sean Harmson says ending fares eliminates another barrier, eliminating one of the reasons folks might have for not ditching their cars on their way into town. Um, I don't have to worry about, geez, do I have a dollar bill on me or do I, how do I, you know, maybe I don't know how bus passes work and that's intimidating or, you know, I don't want to hassle with it. Harmson says he hopes increasing demand will help lower carbon emissions and transportation costs for residents. At the moment, fares make up 8% of Iowa City Transit's revenue. Iowa Democrats have approved a plan to hold their caucuses on the same night as Iowa Republicans next year and use mail-in cards to record presidential preferences. National Democrats have already taken away Iowa's first-in-the-nation status among Democratic primaries, but Iowa Democratic Chair Rita Hart says that schedule has not been finalized yet. Governor Reynolds signed a law last week saying presidential preference caucuses have to be held in person. The state Republican Party chair says the Democrats' mail-in plan is a charade that does nothing to help both parties keep their first-in-the-nation status. Punishing drought on the high plains this year has farmers in Oklahoma and Kansas expecting the smallest wheat harvest in decades. Harvest Public Media's Frank Morris has more. Farmers across wide swaths of western Kansas and Oklahoma say they're facing the worst wheat crop in their lifetimes. Much of the area has endured a two-year drought. That's left the wheat short and thin and left a lot of farmers like Mike McClellan near Palco, Kansas, facing nothing but bad options. You know, I'm 61 and I thought I knew how to farm, and now I'm starting to question whether I do or not. So <laughs> that, that's the depressing part. Recent rains have come too late to do much good for the crops in Kansas and Oklahoma. Nebraska's fared better. Forecasters there expect a bigger wheat harvest than last year there. Lutheran Services in Iowa has opened a new office in Sioux City. The agency provides services in immigrant and refugee resettlement, early childhood needs, and foster care and adoption. Nick Wirtz is the director of Refugee Services at LSI. He says they provide help to people who come to northwest Iowa from all over the world. We are proud to have welcomed um, 150 people here to the Siouxland community over the last year from places like Syria and Afghanistan and Somalia, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Honduras, El Salvador, and are planning to continue to welcome others that come here over the year to come. 
LSI says it needs more people to help with their services and to donate supplies for the refugees. An Iowa company that bid $13 million to buy a bankrupt slaughterhouse in Minnesota says it will not retain nearly 1,000 workers if the court approves the auction sale. Premium Iowa Pork, based in Hospers, made the winning bid for the plant in Wyndham, Minnesota. The plant is the largest employer in that community. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. The 2024 election campaign is fully underway, and there's no better sign than a busy week in Iowa. Republicans vying for the presidential nomination have been in and out of the state. Former President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis were just here. And on Saturday, Iowa Senator Joni Ernst hosted most of the hopefuls at her roast and ride with barbecue and a motorcycle ride. Iowa Public Radio's Clay Masters takes us on the campaign trail. Ron DeSantis' first visit to Iowa as an official candidate started with a trip to church. And I pray that you keep raising up mighty conservative voices. It's a nod to the importance evangelical Christians play in Republican politics here, something the Florida governor hopes to capitalize on. He's seen as Donald Trump's biggest rival in the race for the nomination right now. DeSantis made a reference to the last time he was here and made an unscheduled stop in Des Moines, the same day Trump canceled an outdoor rally there because of a severe weather threat. The weather was so nice that we felt we just had to come back and pay everyone a little bit of a visit. But DeSantis wasn't done criticizing the former president, shooting back after Trump said he failed in the face of COVID. He's attacking me over some of these disagreements, but I think he's doing it in a way that the voters are going to side with me. I mean, we talked about COVID. Do you want Cuomo or do you want free Florida? If we just decided the caucuses on that, I would be happy uh, with that verdict by, by Iowa voters. He's referencing former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. As DeSantis made five stops across the state, his staff and supporters greeted rally goers with pamphlets. Would you like to commit to caucus for the governor? Not right now. Not yet. No worries. Thank you for coming. Christine and Frank Fasano came out to see DeSantis and Pella. I'd like to get more details on his platform on how he's going to try to accomplish some of these things. I think Ron's a sharp young man. He do a great job, but... I think age is an issue yeah. for me with the president, the ex-president. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. There's that big crowd. This was supposed to be just a little gathering. That's Trump walking into the Machine Shed restaurant in suburban Des Moines on Thursday. Before greeting supporters, he immediately jabbed back at DeSantis over the Florida governor's comments that a nominee needs to be able to serve two terms. We don't need eight years. We need, we need five months or less. After so many years of mass-scale rallies, Trump is taking things down a notch on this trip with a more intimate slate of events. But the rhetoric is still dialed up. So there's no way I can lose Iowa. Let's see what happens. I don't think so. Uh, We'd have to to do some really bad things to lose at this point. That's the first stop as he takes a more personal approach to campaigning. He meets privately for lunch with local pastors. Then he hangs out with campaign volunteers. So they said, sir... We can get you in and out quickly, or you could stay for pizza with your friends. I said, I'll stay for pizza with my friends. 
But in typical Trump style, he continues to push falsehoods about the outcome of the 2020 election. And his trip ends with a televised Fox News town hall. Two days later, the other Republicans running wanted to show Iowans the race is on. The setting? Senator Joni Ernst's Roast and Ride. The fundraiser's proceeds go to a veterans group. It features a motorcycle ride, barbecue, and lots of speeches from politicians. Trump didn't make it, but his former vice president did. Hello! Welcome! Vice President! It's so good to have you here, Karen! Mike Pence is planning on announcing his bid here next week, which he talked about as he mounted a Harley. We have a very clear sense of that calling now, and uh, we thought I would be the best place to make our intentions known. Pence was the only one to ride with Senator Ernst to the state fairgrounds. That's where all the speeches and food were served. I want to get to the meat of this day. We've got a lot of great folks that are here ready to speak to you. The hundreds of Iowans gathered heard from South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. DeSantis was there too. When former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley took the mic, she reminded Iowans that their choice has an outsized impact, so make it carefully. It's going to take a lot of courage. Courage for me to run. Encourage for every one of you to know, don't complain about what you get in a general if you don't play in this caucus, because it matters. Likely Iowa caucus goers have months to make a decision before they commit. Before that, though, the candidates will take to the national debate stage, or at least the ones who can meet RNC criteria, which may also help Iowans winnow the field. Clay Masters, IPR News. This is Iowa Public Radio's Here First. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Leland.